If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome, my friends, to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a great day. I'm so excited to be here again, talking about all the changes that are coming in healthcare and we're, we're going to be focusing on uh, an important voting block as we head into the fall election season that is senior citizens we're going to be taking a deep look this week at some of the things that are related to how seniors um, can af- offset their prescription drug costs medicare part d is a program we're going to be exploring very uh, in depth this week it's part four of our ongoing benefits series um, expose, I guess I could call it, giving you the necessary tools and information that you need to make the difficult benefit decisions and healthcare decisions that are coming as a result of all of the changes here in the Affordable Care Act's aftermath, I like to say it. And uh, joining us here as a guest co-host this week, once again, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting. Stuart, good morning. I'm really excited about this program today especially some of the topics that we're going to be covering because I think this information is something that a lot of folks that are on these programs might have asked themselves and uh, really excited to help educate the audience. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself, Sean? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. A beautiful day up here. And uh, the first topic that, that uh, we're going to talk about is we're going to kind of start at the beginning, and, and we're going to help un- audience understand the Medicare Modernization Act Sewer, which um, was passed just right before the time that I started my tenure on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee, where that law actually originated. And my uh, direct boss was the person who architected this law through the process. So maybe we'll have to get him on at some time. But Stuart, uh, Medicare Modernization Act, uh, let's take uh, take listeners through that because it's about 13 years ago. I believe it's the last time, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the last time the United States Senate had a tie vote, if you recall. Uh, Dick Cheney had to come through and break the tie on this law. So, Stuart, uh, I'll hand it off to you to, to, to get it started, and I'll chime in with any thoughts that I have. Sure. Yeah, it, it really was an interesting time because not only did uh, the Medicare Modernization Act pass uh, during that uh, I guess, evening session that, that they had to round up the extra votes. But that was the, that was the December in which the Medicare Modernization Act was passed, as well as health savings account were passed also in that same decession session, December session, I'm sorry. Right, right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, so we, we just indicated it was passed in December 2013, uh, 2003, uh, pardon me. It was really a very important addition to Medicare uh, because it was the biggest change. Drug coverage didn't exist before then, and uh, it set up a a new section of Medicare and created a voluntary enrollment piece uh, known as Medicare Part D, drug coverage, and established the model that's being used today, uh, including a monthly premium, annual deductible, and and the now famous uh, donut hole, which is slowly closing between now and uh, 2018, uh, called the coverage gap. So no, a very important time. I I remember some of the political ads. Thinking back to that, uh, do you recall the one of the the person pushing a grandma in the wheelchair over yeah. the cliff around those times? Very, very difficult times. But let's take a look at the. Uh, the most important part of that. Well, didn't the Medicare Modernization Act created the Medicare Advantage program too, did it not? Yes, it did. Okay. But again, our focus today, that's something we're going to cover in a you know, in sure. future program. Uh, so our focus today really is talking about, okay, what is it all about and what is it made up so the listeners can get a sense of where we are today. 
Uh, it's offered either as a standalone prescription drug program known as PDPs or Medicare Advantage drug plans, as you just mentioned, which is MAPDPs. Medicare drug plans are also referred to by some as Medicare Part D. Uh, and so it varies in terms of premium, benefit design, gap coverage, formularies, and pharmacy networks. Uh, it's really very important. But it's important to take a look at, you know, who is using this, you know, and who, the, who are the recipients. 41 million of the 57 million people on Medicare, that's 71%, they're enrolled in a Part D plan this year, 2016. But 60% are in uh, pres- standalone prescription drug programs. Uh, then you've got uh, folks that are involved in, in low-income subsidies. Uh, nearly 3 in 10 Part D enrollees at 29%, uh, or about 12 million enrollees, Uh, are getting extra help on this Part D low-income subsidy program that Medicare has and reduces their cost sharing. So after several years of low growth, average monthly uh, uh, prescription uh, uh, drug program premiums uh, for individual standalone premiums uh, increased by about 6% this year. So your average premium is looking around $39 and change. And premiums vary, you know, widely across all regions, across all plans, even among those uh, with the same benefit type. So, These so are some of the differences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it sounds like there's a lot of options for folks um, in in the Part D marketplace. How are people using the, this coverage? Um, well, people are using this coverage, uh, you know, to handle their out-of-pocket expenses if they're folks that are. Uh, just individual purchases of uh, Medicare. If uh, they're in a group, obviously the group has group coverage and has to be equivalent coverage for people that are 65 and older if they're still on the group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's an interesting point. Um, do you think um, seniors in general are, are really aware of, of their options that they have? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's something that they look forward to during this open enrollment period that's about to start uh, October 15th. They're very aware of what they're spending, uh, what the changes potentially could be, uh, and they're interested in, in doing the right thing because of their, their out-of-pocket costs. And, and I think most of your focus, uh, Sean, since we've been doing this, is on the Accountable you know, Care Act. So it's really important for the folks to understand that part of that affecting them, that segment of the population, the out-of-pocket non-deductible expenses was 7.5% of adjusted gross income. Now with the ACA, it's increased to 10% of their adjusted gross income. So they're more out-of-pocket than they have been before the ACA was passed. So they're very cognizant of these of these plans, what their out-of-pocket liabilities are. They're very careful in, in what they select uh, so that it meets their needs as these changes occur, you know, since 2010, year to year. This is a very important period of time for them. Totally. And and do you think um, this year in particular, we've, we've reported here on the show and talked many times about how 2017 is such an important year. Uh, how do you think 2017 is going to play out for, for many it, of these folks? It's going to be a bear, Uh, and I think the most important uh, uh, part uh, as we get into this next little segment, uh, you know, the question here is, will your prescription medications be covered next year? I think probably some of the best advice we can give to folks is to gather their prescription drugs, uh, the name of the drugs, the doses that they take, and go to Medicare.gov. And Medicare.gov will give them up to three options to look for uh, in their geographic area in terms of things for the Medicare Part D program to see which one makes sense for them based upon the plans, the formularies, the pricing. Uh, And this is the time to do it, Uh, not to wait till October 15th. Do it now so they know what what their liability is. Uh, There's a battle going on, Sean. And this is between drug companies that are trying to make as much money as possible 
and insurers that are trying to drive down drug prices. And unfortunately, your listeners, the consumers, are, are caught squarely in the middle. Right, and it's a it is a, a bear, as you as you said. Uh, I think that's great uh, advice. I'm on the Medicare.gov website. Looks like it's a lot cleaner than than it was the last time I've checked it out. So easy for for people to enter enter, enter their information. And I think this exercise is something that is really important for people to do, so they can do the necessary calculations that they need to do. Stuart, we're up against a timeout. Uh, when we come back, we want to get into um, the things you're seeing in the marketplace as far as tiers and costs and coinsurance and mm-hmm. um, some advice that we can share with the listeners because these are really important terms. And I also want to talk a little bit more about w- what you also identified in as far as the changes in adjusted gross income from 7 to 10%. Maybe mm-hmm. we could give an example of what that might actually look like in dollars and cents for some people out there. Uh, because okay. I, I think it's important that people, as they approach this retirement age, uh, think about health care costs as to how they affect retirement because there are serious dollar amounts that, that can be in play. And so with Stuart Slonen, president of SIG Consulting, my name is Sean McGuire. This is America's Health Care Challenge. We're coming up on our fifth birthday. Really excited about that. You're going to... Uh, If you want to learn more, check out our best of hits that was just released on our SoundCloud page where you can read read and uh, hear more of Stuart and our other contributors, including uh, our fantastic producer, uh, Matthew James, here on the program as well, Matthew Barris, uh, keeping things running. We'll be right back. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And Two Men in a Truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two Men in a Truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click OmahaPressClub.com to learn more. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out uh, edbellisinc.com for more if you want to learn a little bit more in depth uh, about some of these things that we're talking about. We're happy to, to help you and we're bringing this to you as a public service to help you and your organization, but especially seniors as we're talking about this issue today, uh, make the difficult uh, benefit and decisions that relate to your health insurance and your Medicare and your, your drug coverage. And we've got a fantastic contributor here on the program, Stuart Sloan. And thanks again for, for joining us. Some of the things uh, that you're seeing, can you talk about those? Uh, what are the things you're seeing in the marketplace as far as, yeah, I, I want to jump back into where we just left off, John, because there are some serious issues that your listeners have to be aware of. 
CVS, Caremark, uh, and uh, Express Scripts, the two biggest prescription insurers in the country, mm-hmm. they've just come out with their 2017 approved list, and if they came out with it this month. Uh, the listeners should take a look at it uh, on their web. But what's important is CVS, Caremark, for example, lists 130 drugs on its We Won't Cover list for 2017. Mm. Express Scripts lists 85 of these that they won't cover. And, you know, the threat of kicking drugs off their covered list, which are known as formularies, is a powerful way to drive discounts, simply meaning that, you know, they may offer discounts, you know, in lieu of paying for it, you know, inside the formulary. And this has been a growing trend. Uh, We've only begun to see this since 2012. But it's going to pick up speed in 2017, and I, I think the listeners really need to be sensitive to this in terms of their, uh, you know, their drug needs. The other thing you've asked me here, what we're seeing is we've seen the Medicare uh, Part D drug program move from three-tier to four-tier. This year, we're going to see a heavy preponderance of five-tier drugs. And the reason we suggest that early on we started this show, Sean, that the folks need to go to uh, to uh, Medicare Part D, uh, you know, for Medicare.gov on online, is to make sure that <clears throat> their drugs are covered in whatever plan they've selected. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what tier? The other question you asked me uh, in terms of pricing. We've seen pricing as low as twenty-eight dollars to as high as thirty-seven dollars. Uh, ironically, for the Nebraska area, prices are going to be right around the $30, $31 and change area for the 2017 year. I think that's important for your mm-hmm. listeners uh, you know, to be aware of. Right, right. How do you think that compares to the rest of the country? Do you, do you see regional variations on these drug prices like oh, you do on other things? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's towards the low end. You're looking at pricing, which will start, for example, in Alabama at $28, but you'll see some of the areas that are as, as high as $37. I see. I see. Something to um, pay attention to. These, um, the, This is a huge issue that, that you identified because if if their drug isn't on the, the formulary, does that mean that they need to switch programs to find one that it is on? or what? <clears throat> what, what well, the, the, the answer is... Yes and yes. In other words, the answer is yes. Find a program that their their drugs are covered by someone, uh, and or find out where <clears throat> they possibly can can find some help from within the industry. And we're going to get down to that uh, in our question number nine there in terms of where they go for help. Right. But they need to to choose their plans very carefully this year uh, because of of what's about to happen in the marketplace. Another thing that the listeners need to be aware of is the majority of prescription drug programs are covered by uh, standalone plans are subject to coinsurance rather than copayments. Mm. That's new and increasing for 2017. Uh, we saw the start of this in 2016, about 58% of those plans uh, you know, started to use uh, coinsurance rather than copayments. The use of coinsurance could have far-reaching effects on your listeners, considering that 24.6 million Medicare beneficiaries were enrolled in, in uh, uh, private standalone plans this year, Sean. You know, they, they, so they're out of pocket, uh, some of these huge charges and changes. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, that could be, I mean, are we talking hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars? Well, potentially? it depends upon how many. It, it's you're asking a good question. It depends upon how many meds you know that they're right. taking. Yeah, you know, and they wide and they they vary widely for brand name and specialty drugs. Sure, uh, uh, those used for uh, treatment of cancer, multiple sclerosis, rare diseases. Uh, you know, those are up on average ten percent this year. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, Sean. The average cost for a year's supply of prescription drugs more than doubled this year to over $11,000 this year for people that are taking four to, to six drugs. Whoa. So the people that have chronic issues that they're dealing with, 
this really hits them in the pocketbook. Wow. Really. That's huge. That's a huge amount of money, especially for folks right, right in the middle class income brackets yep. especially. And um, they might have to potentially pay a little bit more than others too because of depending on someone's income, right? Yeah. So it's Absolutely. just a double whammy. Yeah, it really is. Wow. Wow, that's that's um that's something that um and when you look at uh, the the nation, I mean, do you, do you know the statistics and I've heard many different people ask me this, but what is the uh, average number of prescriptions people are on, for example? Is it around yeah, 7? Yeah, I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that anywhere from 4 to 7, John. There. Okay. Yeah. A year or per month? Something like uh, that. Per month. Wow. <laughs> per month. So you add to that people that have chronic uh, illnesses, diabetes, uh, other, uh, you know, Parkinson's, some other, uh, you know, chronic illnesses that require a lot of meds and a lot of physician treatments. And you, you're talking about any, anywhere from 5 to 10, 11 meds for these folks. That's a lot of money. You think of their, of their budget and where they're getting their income from. It really heats, it hits them in the pocketbook, Sean. Yeah. Wow. So we'll get into some of the strategies that, that they can do here later in the program because mm-hmm. I think that's something, glancing ahead, that is really important for the, for the people listening out there. This is, uh, this is a massive economic uh, impact on, on a lot of folks, and, I, I and they're not talking about it, which is what, yeah, what bothers me uh, quite a bit. And I hope that they start to talk about it a little bit in the in the uh in the in the campaign this fall but let's take a look at um the our next uh little focus area Stuart, is uh the misuse of prescription drug medication yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you started that's really an important area that we all should be looking at more than half of adults of medicare age last year misused their prescription medications and that could simply mean they were either uh taking too much too little or none of their meds it also could mean that they were using other drugs that were not prescribed, uh, as 45% of Medicare-age adults were doing. So these are situations where the patient is placing their life at risk. The, the rate of misuse identified by, by uh, insurance studies and Medicare uh, found that there was a high probability of them misusing their medications. You know, this, you know, this could be a, a killer and we've seen that across the country, Sean. Uh, one of the studies that, that I looked at uh, the past two weeks stated some of these statistics I've just shared with you in Colorado, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, Wyoming, uh, uh, some in, in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So you can see... Regionally and nationally, Sean, this is a widespread problem. Wow. Yes. What do you think? There's anything that um, we can do from a legislative standpoint to to fix this, or is this a a deeper a deeper issue? You ask a very ticklish, very interesting question. I think we relieve that. That should be our answer for number ten when we get down there, Sean. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Don't want to spill the beans quite yet. Uh, we, we touched on this a little bit, Stuart, our last topic before we get to our, our, our halftime timeout, which is uh, 2017 Part mm-hmm. D coverage. Uh, obviously, the theme of what we've been talking about together has been 2017 as, as it's a big going to be a big year. We're, yeah. we're seeing uh, evidence of this come out every day, literally. Uh, 2017 and Part D coverage, uh, how do you see it happening? Uh, very simply, uh, like every other segment of health insurance, uh, it's going up. The deductible uh, for that part of Medicare is going from 360 to 400. The initial coverage limit for drug expenses is going from 3,300 to 3,700. The out-of-pocket threshold is moving from 4,850 to 4,950. The total covered the uh, uh, spending before you get to catastrophic coverage is moving from 7000 to 7400 you know from one year to the next wow <laughs> massive numbers yes i can't we're 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 folks going to 
I mean, where are folks going to be able to find the money to, to cover these things? I mean, we need to do a whole whole deep look sometime on just planning for retirement and health care costs, just, just a whole program on that uh, with these things. I mean, yeah, this is literally and, – and you see this being a year-to-year thing? I see it being a year-to-year thing, but again, yours and my focus for a lot of these shows and a lot of our conversations had been the 2017 year. And with the folks that hopefully are with us today, let's look at some obvious statistics that you and I know you're well aware of. 10,000 or more baby boomers are turning 65 every single day. Right. So just the topic we're discussing today, multiply the numbers, Sean. You already have 57 million people being covered by Medicare. Those numbers are exponentially only going to increase, which again increases the problem that you and I are talking about moving into 2017. Right. And and it's going to continue to evolve and perpetuate over time, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, this will get worse for, for the least uh, the next five to eight years with these increases on a day-to-day basis of these people moving into the age bracket. Wow. Let's... um. Let, let's let listeners percolate on that here for a couple of minutes and and uh, let that sit in because I want to I think we're going to get into one of the reasons that maybe uh, maybe why uh, this is happening here in our next segment. Uh, yep. We're going to look at uh, some of the partnerships affecting the marketplace within the prescription drug industry, uh, yep. something we've touched on a little bit here uh, in previous episodes. So we're going to take a closer look. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Hey, thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you're learning something this week. You're doing a, a good thing uh, by uh, by listening to this program. We're doing this as a as a service to help you understand these difficult changes coming out. And so, uh, by doing at least a little bit of research on Medicare.gov, it can equate to savings of sometimes thousands of dollars annually. So we'll have more with Stuart Sloan, and when we come back, be right back. Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for noncompliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. 
We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290 if you have a question, but it might be better to just kind of sit back and listen because... You might learn a thing or two as we are talking about an incredibly important program for the 10,000 Americans per day that are eligible for Medicare, the Medicare program, certainly one of the most popular government programs. It is the most expensive government program, but it is uh, something that helps an awful lot of people. But there are some changes going on, some of them directly related to policy, others are as uh indirect impacts uh, from changes in the healthcare industry, changing things. And uh, that's one of the things that we're going to spend some time talking about this segment, Stuart. Uh, prescription drug partnerships affecting the marketplace. Uh, I-, I presume we're going to go in the direction of uh, just the consolidation and, and changes that, that are happening. Is that is that right? Yeah. Uh, what's happening is not only consolidation, which you hit on, but also uh, Prescription drug companies and benefit managers are all vying for mark to increase their market share. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as the 2017 marketplace is going to be extremely competitive, extremely active across all segments of the marketplace. And what I pulled up here is, is a key example of this. Walgreens uh, Boots Alliance has joined with Prime Therapeutics. Uh, in order to capture a greater share of the prescription drug market and, and to better compete with CVS Healthcare. Um, Walgreens, which is based on, in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, is based pharmacy manager, uh, is owned by 14 leading uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield uh, plans across the country. And, you know, the extension of their marketplace was critical to what they wanted to accomplish in 2017. So they're looking for, you know, additional opportunities. And, for example, they're looking at middlemen between insurance companies and corporations, drug makers and pharmacies. They're all, everybody's looking to expand their reach in the very soon-to-be-aggressive 2017 marketplace. And this would this conceptually be similar to what we're seeing in other, like the insurance industry as well, their strategy? Yeah, but with with less pullback. In other words, you don't see the, the government uh, active in terms of stopping these kinds of, of uh, uh, associations, you know, of, of companies and partnerships joining. Because, again, they, they represent a very real need of the American public, which is to provide, you know, the drugs mm-hmm. that are out there. But there's but they can almost – there's nothing to stop them from raising their prices. No, there really isn't. That. And, and they, the end answer to that is waiting in the wings, which is number 10, and yeah. the why. But, but no, there's, there's nothing holding them back, uh, and, and, and it's uh, sad, but – you know that's the marketplace as is, and will continue, uh, you know, as is until there's some changes, as you indicated, possibly on the congressional uh, side of of the market. Yeah, we're going to spend a whole segment on that last topic because I think it uh, it's going to be a huge thing. Because I think if anything, that's going to be something that's going to come up in the presidential debates and election is that topic right there. Oh, for but, sure. But for uh, sure. but uh, on this issue of these partnerships affecting the marketplace. Seems they they are all joining together to to kind of just boil this down for the listeners. The, these companies that supply the prescription drugs are are are, are joining together to get uh, bigger bargaining power, if you will. And um, as a result, there's less choice, in theory, for a supplier to, of people to supply these drugs to to right. uh, to places. And so that would probably create higher price increases, which we're clearly seeing. And then another thing that's uh, driving um, price increases, Stuart, in the um, 
pharmaceutical industry as these biosimilar drugs. Uh, let's talk a little bit about their effect on the well, marketplace. Before we, yeah, we're going to do that. But before, before we move into that, that segment, um, I think everyone has to understand that other tiers of competition is coming in, which is uh, the, the benefit managers. Mm. So these prescription drug companies have figured out if they, uh, if they put together another division, which is a pharmacy benefit manager, then they're taking on a whole other tier of additional potential business out there, either from employers or self-funded plans that they could add to their retail bottom line. Right. Right. That's true. And, and that is uh, that is a great point. Um, do you uh, do you want to move into the next uh, se- yeah. segment here? Biosimilar yeah, drugs? Yeah. What's happening is there's this comparable safety and efficacy uh, of what's known as biosimilar drugs. These are complex medicines intended to be near copies of some of the most costly prescription drugs on the market. But they're, they're not sold necessarily in the pharmacy. They're sold uh, by physicians in the physician's office. And so in the absence of generic alternatives to some of the, of the brand-name drugs, these biosimilar drugs uh, hold promise you know, for additional new patents but also solutions to problems that are out there. So biologics are drugs made using cutting-edge biotechnology, uh, but because the molecules are more complex than typical drugs or exact copy generics, uh, it's not possible to copy them. So a new class of drugs called biosimilars have the potential to be uh, generic-like substitutes needed to keep costs down. I think where you're going to see this a great deal is everyone's aware of the hepatitis C drugs and their, their costs, mm-hmm. some of the recent battles that you're seeing uh, in the marketplace with very expensive drugs. And so the potential replacement for those is obviously a biosimilar uh, drug uh, that's done by a, a private pharmacy uh, and, is, and, and is offered to the public at physicians and administered uh, at physicians' office. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is um, something huge because I think the whole, I mean, it says biosimilar, but if you go to the root of the word biologic, bio, which is, I think, also biologics, right. uh, so biologics would almost be like the brand-named drugs, if you will, and these biosimilars would be the generics of these uh, specialty drugs that are quite expensive. Well, copies but, up. Right, copies. right. Yeah. But you mentioned the hepatitis C drug. Is it Havarti? Hamarni or something like that. Yeah, um, right. They uh, they're expensive, but then compared to a liver transplant, it's it's more cost effective to go this direction. And if we can find uh, biosimilar drugs that are even cheaper alternatives that can get the same outcome, I think that's there's the goal. The, there's the financial answer to the question you just posed, Sean. You're right on the money. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Right. Sure. And, and you know, they, they um, the Affordable Care Act actually has. A whole, a whole section of the law on this issue, so I'm really glad that you identified it. It's way back in the weeds uh, mm-hmm. in the law, but this is something that um, is an important thing, especially spoken from somebody that's on a specialty drug and understands how expensive that they can be. The question, I think, and, and you, when you look, and I, you, I told you I would look into some of these things because mm-hmm. I actually talked about this with my physician who prescribes me a, a, a biologic drug, and, and the question is wh- whether or not insurance companies will um, almost mandate that these biosimilar drugs be the ones that are covered, or maybe even Medicare mandates that the biosimilar drugs be covered. And, and that might be good. The question is whether or not they're as effective as, as the, um, the originals. And so that's well, kind of the big actually, question that she identified. Posed, yeah, you, posed, you really pose two situations. Number one, will it be covered by the plan? And if it's not going to be covered by the plan, uh, is it the kind of medically necessary uh, drug that would be tax deductible? Right. Either either in the in the area of the uh, in excess of ten percent of adjusted gross income or not, mm-hmm. because again, in, in trying to help the folks on uh, you know on this program understand, that's where they're going to get help. 
the, the, the drug is either going to be covered by the, the plan that they select or if it's going to be one of those that, that the insurance companies are not going to pay for because, again, this is a whole new area uh, of care and treatment, uh, then they're going to be out of pocket for these. If it's the only thing that, that physicians prescribe for them, because there's no generic equivalent to the you know to the uh, to the brand name drug, right. so that's a real a real problem, Sean. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's something that um, we'll have to probably spend some more time on as it as it unfolds. Um, mm-hmm. We've really identified a lot of issues uh, here, Stuart, um, especially as it relates to costs, prescription drug costs. That's something that I've taken away. Um, why don't we take a look at um, some things that seniors can offset, use to offset their costs? We've touched on them a little bit earlier, yep. but um, how about your your suggestions and recommendations? Yeah, I'd be happy to, to jump in here because it's really an important part of this show, uh, particularly for the listeners. I think listeners have to look at, uh, w- with the drug program that they select on the Medicare Part D, whether or not that program has a mail order component. Because again, if you go to a a, a uh, pharmacy like you know like a uh, uh, you know over the counter uh, pharmacy, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to pay uh, you're going to pay at least three and a half or to five percent depending upon the pharmacy uh, a dispensing fee, and that's going to be added to the cost. So there is some savings if a program provides a mail order component. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would suggest to folks is that they use the web, as they do for so many other things in their life, to do some price comparison shopping. And there's two uh, uh, sources or resources, Sean, I'd like to recommend to everybody. One is called GoodRx, G-O-O-D-R-X, and the other one is Weed, W-E-R-X. And what this does is it helps them to find the drugs that are available it helps them to do a geo search, in other words, in their geographic area where they live. Uh, who are the who are the pharmacy drug uh, chains that prov- that uh, you know uh, would carry this drug at a discount price? And so they really have the ability both from uh, from Medicare.gov as well as these two apps, websites, and apps to really help themselves in terms of the pricing of the drugs that they're taking or will be taking. Right. Yeah, those are great suggestions. Uh, did you mention um, what about uh, Canadian prescriptions? Did you talk a little bit? About- <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you jumped in there. I was, I was going to do that next. One of the infamous or famous things in the United States, and, and I've, uh, I've been there with my fiancé, uh, in Bloomington, uh, Minnesota, at the big mall, I've seen busloads of people uh, jump on these buses uh, in almost a caravan of, of six to, to ten buses and go into Canada to buy their meds. There's also Canadian pharmacies, if you go online, to do the same thing. Uh, you have to be careful and make sure that they are a registered Canadian pharmacy, and they'll show a little symbol that they are. Hmm. Um, so... These are some of the other things that people are, are doing right now. In addition to that, some uh, Medicare has a low-income assistance program, which I mentioned earlier, but also the pharmacy companies themselves have what's known, and, and this has been around for years, prescription assistance programs uh, within the Rx industry. Mm-hmm. There's also prescription drug discount cards that are in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Those are two important. Th- Do you think people are really aware of those things right now? Well, they may not be aware of it, but certainly if they will go online, uh, they can find these readily available if mm-hmm. they'll spend the time. Right, right. I think that's um, something that that is important. I've I've utilized prescription uh, assistance programs myself, and found it to be um, while it is kind of a pain. Uh, at times, it, it's um, it, it really did help out quite a bit. Yeah, it serves a purpose. It sure. certainly it really does. does. It certainly does. Do you have anything else on this topic, Stuart? Uh, before we, uh, I'm trying to decide if we should take a timeout and do a whole segment on our last topic, or just keep rolling with it. 
why don't we take the time out now so we have time to really cover okay. the last segment in terms of the whys and wherefores between the two of us, Sean. Okay, great. That's kind of what I was hoping we could do. So uh, we will be right back with uh, more. This last segment is something you definitely don't want to miss. It's, it's essentially uh, the billion or trillion dollar question. Why not give Medicare the power to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies over how much it pays for drugs? I've got some thoughts on that because the last time they, they tried to push this through, I was actually working on Capitol Hill, and uh, I was part of uh, the folks that were against that. But we're going to explore both sides because I think things have certainly changed since then. With Stuart Sloan and I'm Sean McGuire, you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be back right after this. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience, event, or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, if you like the program, uh, check out our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge where we'll uh, put this segment up there. I just re- put together a uh, best-of playlist of over our five years, uh, some of our best segments where you can uh, hear more of uh, Stuart Slonin, who's joining us here on the program. We're at the unanswered question, Stuart, number 10 on our list. Why not give Medicare the power to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies over how much it pays for drugs? Uh, we've talked on this program already about, uh, obviously, the Part D program and how prices are, are going up for a lot of people. Do you think Medicare could step in and, and, and solve this problem for them, Stuart? Sean, I knew that when we put this at, at this segment of, of uh, our show today, I know it would bring a smile to your face because of your background and what you've accomplished and know what the history was. Um, in, the, in, fe- in February 2008, which was the very start of uh, of Obama's first administration, there was a get, there was a meeting in Washington of all of the interested parties uh, for for him to lay out his vision uh, of a Medicare of, of a Medicare of a health care revival new law that you know he had in mind wanting to pass, and this thing built steam again. This was February of two thousand eight, and and we all know it was passed. Uh, in March 23rd of 2010. So it took him all this time to get all the interested parties involved with him, with the administration, to back what he was proposing. One of the backroom deals that were made was that uh, these uh, pharmacy uh, companies uh, would uh, would not give to the government uh, the right to negotiate prices if the government wanted uh, its backing of this new proposed health care program that Obama was, was uh, proposing. So here we are now, six years later, almost the start of another open enrollment period, not only for the under-65 marketplace, 
but the over age 65 marketplace, October 15th. And we're faced with this question. It's very much of a, a political question and answer here, Sean, as you're indicating. But I think what's probably going to happen is you're going to see some arm twisting back and forth. This very much is going to be something that certainly a new presidency will put on the table because of all the recent headlines we're seeing about the prices uh, for drugs. It's got to come to a point where the government you know, enacts some, some control over what they're paying since they are the payer here, the major payer for these kinds of, of uh, you know, programs, particularly Medicare Part D. Right. That that's my view on the situation. Well, I I am glad that you you brought up this this topic because in addition that that I would like to add in addition to the deal that they came you you know when they were putting together the ACA as far as uh, not going down this route. The other thing that going back to our last segment that they said they agreed to was to do the no reimportation of drugs from Canada. Yep which is uh, another thing that's kind of fact. It, this is just a vicious cycle that's been, been created, and, it, and it's just all um, coming, coming home to roost in many ways. And we well, do have it's, candidates. It's really, rein, it's really reinforcing everything that you've said along the way here, Sean. You know, the, the, the terribly difficult benefit year that 2017 is going to be. And so for our listening folks today, particularly the, the Medicare Part D marketplace, is going to be as difficult as anything else collectively that we're facing. Wow. Just mass confusion all the way around, it seems like, doesn't it? Businesses, individuals, and seniors. Now, Everyone's going to have to make some very serious decisions this year. These are all very sensitive pocketbook issues, Sean. Right, right. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you brought this up because we do have candidates on both sides. We know that both – both uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders were, were ardent supporters of letting Medicare negotiate um, drug prices. Republicans in the past have been against it. Uh, we'll see if it if they, they come around in the future. But I know that this is definitely a high priority uh, of the Democratic Party because when I was working out there, when they took control of Congress in 2006, uh, they introduced their top priorities are usually HR one, two, three, and four, and five, and this was HR four. Was, well, I think uh, your point is, I think your point is well taken. Everything uh, is circular, circular, and I think what's happening here, we're coming back to the initial problems that we faced prior to March twenty third, two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Here we are at almost a death's door for the two thousand and seventeen benefits year. We're back to the facing the same problems, Sean, only worse. I agree. I, th- I think. I agree. My view. Well, Stuart, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I can hear our music going. Do you have a, a final final tidbit before us or before we let I, you go? I, I just would say to the folks, uh, be careful what you do for the 2017 year. Do your homework. Do your research. Before you make your benefit selections, make sure that whatever you select is the right thing for you. It's price right. And really serves your needs. Great. Hey, Stuart, thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. That was Stuart Sloan, and I'm Sean McGuire. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. If you like this segment, we'll have it up on our SoundCloud page here by the end of the weekend, and we'll uh, have that on online through, uh, through us on Facebook and LinkedIn and other means. Until next time, Sean McGuire, hang in there, and we will see you next week.